0: Hello and welcome to The Huddle. I'm Liam Santamaria, as you know, and today I'm speaking with Dean Vickerman from Melbourne United, one of the greatest and most successful coaches in NBL history. And after this one, that'll be the end of the preseason coaches series. All 10 conversations with each of the NBL clubs will be there for you to watch on YouTube, listen to on your podcast feed. So go back and check them out. But for now, sit back, relax, because up next is Dean Vickerman. Dino, good to see you, mate. How's it going?
1: Yeah, it's going well, mate. Going well. Preseason and, um, yeah, looking forward to going to Blitz.
0: For sure. It's just around the corner. Um, you guys just polishing off your preparations before heading there. Thanks for jumping on the huddle. What, what, we're at, are you at Hoop City right now, straight off the practice floor?
1: Yeah, at Hoop City uh, Media Day here. I'm not sure if you can see my picture behind me, but I got a nice, I got a nice little picture of Casey Prather versus OKC. It's my that, it's that's my the little, shot
0: that got blocked, right?
1: The, the shot that got blocked. It's a it's a it's a great reminder every day to walk in my office and like just be a little bit better, a little <laughs> bit better be a little bit better. And um, but now there's a lot of good reminders up there. The, the wall up that you see from those three guys challenging the that's shot right. is pretty special as well. So
0: I love it. If we can just be one bucket better every day, then we can do some great things.
1: Exactly. That's still a great moment. Still a great moment.
0: Oh, incredible memory. And it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a timely picture actually, because NBL NBA games just around the corner. You won't be there, of course, if you've done a whole heap of them and had plenty of that experiences. But one of your former players who you worked with for a long time will have the opportunity to do what you've done. And that is be a head coach in one of those NBA games, which would be exciting. Are you excited for CJ to have that experience?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, I think he's, he's put a great squad together, a squad that can go over there and, you know, compete athletically. Um, yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably give him a call before he goes or catch up with him at the Blitz. But um, yeah, there's a, there was a few little messages, even us having Tony Ronzone just sit on the bench with us and give us a few little pointers as the game was going along. And, and you know, I remember a few times I had, um, I've said everything I need to say and it's like oh you still got a minute and a half in the timeout. is like we are walking around circles and different things but uh, no nah, CJ, CJ will be great and then I think he'll absolutely represent the NBL and Adelaide 36ers you know brilliantly over there
0: yeah I was chatting with him yesterday actually and uh, we we're talking about the first kind of 10 minutes you know, when he's his only experience in these so far is when he was with Dre, with Brisbane in 2017 against Phoenix and they were down 25 in the first quarter. The great thing for you guys in that game and in other games is, you know, I think about the Clippers, you were leading at halftime, that first start of the game, you are able to hang tough.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, there, there can be massive momentum rolls in that one. and We saw it in the Toronto game. I think in the second quarter, we hung around the first quarter and then the second quarter, it just... Wow, well, it went from seven to twenty-five kind of really quickly. <laughs> and so yeah, doing whatever you can to 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 stall it. You've got a million timeouts and um but at the end of the day you've got to you got to go ahead and you know make shots and even the Philly game we were going pretty well until Chris Gordon got squashed mm. by and beat and different mm. things. So uh but Casper and you know, all those guys that can, you know, did really well and create their own shot.
0: Um busy busy for you right now preseason games over the course of the weekend practice getting ready for the season you've got media day cracking around practice today players association meeting coming around the corner and then you're heading off to the blitz but how are you feeling right now after filling your cup over the off season with lots <laughs> of family time heading into another year
1: yeah it was a you know it was a crazy off season for us um You know, just being at Summer League, it it was great to be back there. It was great to be a part of that basketball experience again, and you know, see a lot of people that you haven't seen for a long time, and um, you know, immerse yourself in watching games and chatting to agents, and just uh, just that whole part. That was actually really enjoyable to me to to go and do. But at this time, it felt so different. You know, not knowing what Jack was going to do, not Mm. knowing what uh, Deli was going to do, and um, I felt like I was going to the gym some days. I'm like normally you know I, this is what we're looking for this is what i'm going to watch today and it's like damn i'm looking for everybody right you know, i need to walk away from this game and um you know try and get some clarity but we were just you know it's just sitting on the fence there waiting for things to drop to understand what we we're really looking for
0: if you're in that arena and you don't have a specific focus of a position or a guy like in when i'm there and i'm with, with the guys that we're following, you know, the Jack White today, this game, Luke Travers, the next game. If you don't have that, it's just so much basketball and so many players, you just get lost.
1: Yeah, really. But, um, you yeah, know, we were lucky enough to identify, you know, Rajon Tucker, you know, through that period to say, um, you know, is there a guy that we could sign regardless of, you know, what happens, you know, does that guy fit if, if, if Delhi's not there or Jack's not there. And we kind of came back to that one to say, Hey, this is a, this is a guy that we think whatever happens in those scenarios, he he can really help us.
0: You described him the other day as a quote unquote matchup problem. Uh, Have you worked out how you're going to use him this season?
1: Yeah, it was, you know, it was great for us to get the opportunity to play him at point guard in the in the in the second game of the Brisbane series and um you know Shaley's been out for a couple of weeks with concussion right now and um you know he's he tried to watch our game up in um Ballarat and yeah he's kind of you know the noise and the activity and different things so yeah he's he's, he's a little ways away from you know being perfect to come back so um you know have an ex start at point guard and how do we support that role and just seeing what Tuck was able to do. And um, I really, what I've enjoyed so far is, you know, the growth of him about, Hey, this is how it's going to be officiated. It's going to, it's going to be different. he's got better in his behaviors and how he, how he deals with understanding how this game is going to be called, cool, how physical it's going to be. Um, and then also just once we did a little bit of scouting, we didn't really scout the first game in Brisbane and it showed up. Um, then we've gone into scout the scout for the second game, just, You can see the level of IQ that he has and the understanding at the defensive end. So, um, yeah, he's been a you know a pleasure to work with so far. And um, yeah, we can use him at three positions right now. He 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 believes he can guard a lot of fours as well. But um, yeah, and he probably can, but we haven't really tested that one yet.
0: I feel like it's going to be an interesting journey for him in the NBL, getting used to the spacing, how he's going to be defended. Um, Teams, it reminded me a little bit watching him in in. Ballarat the other night, a little bit of what happened with Scotty wilbiken when he came into the league, where teams were like, listen, we just can't get let him get by us. Because if he does, yeah. we're, we're in all kinds of trouble. So then it was like he's all of a sudden he's seeing heaps of room and he's like, well, I guess I got to just let this fly. Just that constant decision making throughout the season is going to be fascinating to watch.
1: Yeah, I think so. And we showed, highlighted a couple of times that, you know, they gave him some good space early on and um, you know, he let it move. He let it come back to him the second time, and then he was was aggressive on his second touch. And um, you know, it's. Do you do you always just settle for the three, or do you Dwayne McLean it and take up space and you know find a, a way as well? So yeah, he'll go. He will. He'll go through that balance. He'll go through the balance of re screens and unders and um, all those kind of things. But I'm pretty happy with the way he shoots it as well. So um, yeah, it's hopefully he can you know prove that to everybody.
0: Not only that, you guys there in that practice gym over. A long period of time but especially the last couple of years like shay illy's turned into a guy that people used to leave but you no longer can leave jack white turned into that guy and it's a huge reason why he's got an nba contract so you did the work that you guys have been doing there has shown in that regard speaking of jack white you're talking about the, the offseason your experience there at summer league um you, jock landale signed with you guys for one year and the idea was to get to the nba and then he and then he got there. And Jack White signed for three with that in idea in mind. Delhi signed with one. The, JLA bet on you guys, and you bet on him, and he bet on himself, and it worked out. He's going on to to you know a, a big contract elsewhere. I mean, is there no doubt that's a? It was a difficult situation covering all those losses, but a a real sense of pride for you and the organization for the role you've played with those guys.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, you yeah, know we weren't probably in a position this year to, to now, you know, recruit that next local talent to say, Hey, let's, you know, take on this path. It's, it was too late to kind of grab that, that guy with those guys. So, um, you know, we really look at replacing them with imports. We think, you know, Rajon certainly got the ability to to play a lot of minutes and show teams that he can he can bounce back and um, jump straight back into the NBA and, and be better. So that's a great challenge for the staff, but you know, a great reward for all the assistant coaches. You know, especially and and the program to you know. I thought uh, Justin Shuler had a really good connection with Jock Landale. You know, in his workouts, um, you know, Reese and JLA had had their thing going and, you know, DMAC, you know, advanced Whitey's ball handling. And so just using all our assistant coaches really well to, to upskill people and, you know, it's great rewards. I'm sure, we'll, you know, we'll always sit and watch in that first game that, um, you know, Jack and Deli get to play that NBA experience again mm-hmm. and, and then feel that reward.
0: Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, like the, the support that you provided those guys, some of it is also it's the day to day work, like you're saying with DMAC and whatnot. But some of it is also the, what you the position you put them in on the floor on game night, so that they can help your team win, but also that they can progress themselves as players. Like for Delhi to get back to the league, he actually had to have some 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 tape and some vision of him knocking down shots. And you came into the season saying, we want you to shoot. We want you to get that Samiri's vibe back about you where you've been aggressive offensively. And for Jack to play, and Jack was never going to go to the NBA as a, just a four who couldn't play the three. No. So you played in minutes at the three and said, you're going to need to shoot. You're going to have to learn how to play that spot at both ends of the floor. Is that something that you focus on from a player development perspective, juggling that development and winning ball games?
1: Yeah, certainly in Jack's case, the you know his individual development plan was about you know we think your international position for you to play at the Olympics, we we think you're going to be a wing, um, and you can play some four as well. Um, for the NBA, we think it's going to be that. Tory Craig was kind of the the example to say, hey, you know, can you do some of the things that that mm-hmm. Tory's doing? And a, and a big part of that was was being able to knock in shots, and mm-hmm. um, you know his his ability to you know find some processes for him when he's such a so tough on himself missing shots or or making a bad play and he can get so down on himself and i just thought um you know even post-season it was something we tried to work on it for three years but I thought he really found it post-season that hey this is what I'm going to tell myself this is my mantra when I have those moments that I've stopped believing in myself for a little bit and I thought showed up greatly in the boomer series and, mm-hmm. and then going to summer week so you know just see people take not the only advancements on the floor with their skill level but the advancements with their brain to to make sure that they're the process processing the information and getting the positive thoughts going that they, they can be great.
0: So, so what are those growth areas for Ariel this season?
1: Yeah. And what, what, you know, last year was about just forming, you know, winning habits and winning practice habits for, for him. And, um, you know, his body was poor when we got him. And so there was a massive um, load on the strength and conditioning staff to, to build him into and him to build into every session to try and get the best out of himself and um, you know he never not tanked a session but he just took a long time to get going to full speed and now you know the, the ability to have a plan about hey i want to get this done today um you know I need you to help me with this and um it's just totally different. So he's come a long way in those habits to start with. Uh, Now the minutes are there and we saw him, you know, the high energy that he plays at, it was, it was that four minute kind of hit and you know get out. And then and there was times they even put his hand up in the four minutes they need to get out quicker than that. So you know our ability to try and stretch out to six this year, or for me to even be smart enough to say, hey, we still need him in the game. I need to Call a timeout and, and keep him going. So, how we manage that extra load, and you could probably say that with Shea as well that you know they're two massive high energy guys that had a huge impact, and now we're asking you to, to step up your role to step up. Um, can you play close to that high intensity for longer periods of time and, and really help us? You know, Ariel really worked on his shot in the off season, um, something that he's added to his bag, he hasn't shown it too much in the preseason games. So far, Um, but yeah, just his ability to, to screen, to play out of handoffs, um, to be the rim protector, the rebounder and the, the sprinter that he is. And I think there's enough in that package if he does it really well to get him to the NBA.
0: I feel like when he first arrived on his Aussie shores last year, and he first got involved with you guys on the practice floor, he had a lot to learn at the defensive end of the floor about how to be effective at, in his role amongst five guys on the floor um, at that end. at that end, And some of that is pick and roll coverages and some of that is where you are off the ball and how you're talking and the like. What What do you think were his biggest strides in that respect last season and what's next?
1: It, it always becomes the trust, I think. You know, we, we found a, the positioning in the on-ball that we thought he was great in. And so, all right, you just go ahead and be great in that and we'll, we'll make sure with a different... Um, guys coming at you, high level shooters, guys that like to get downhill. We we think we've got a, a perfect kind of spot for you in the activity level to to play to. Um but re- really, you know, that one I, forgot, I just totally lost my train of thought there.
0: Nah, Ariel Arie, <laughs> on D.
1: Yeah, really the big one was the trust. Um for him. You know, he, we saw early he just wanted to hug his man on the weak side a little bit. Yeah. He didn't want, didn't want his man to score. And so, yeah. you know, it takes a lot for those bigs that, hey, someone's going to crack back for you and we're not going to give up a, a tip dunk or we're not going to give up that rebound to your guy. And so I think, you know, we've already saw it in the first game of the preseason that trust disappeared a little bit again and then he got it back for the second game to say all right new teammates new guys are they going to do these things for me if i if i go and challenge
0: right right and sometimes sometimes go get it and it's going to be a highlight real play protecting the rim but sometimes if you can get there early enough it's actually going to be more effective for us if you just wall up like the guys behind you in that picture
1: Without, without a doubt, patience is the biggest thing at both ends for him. Like, is he going to be second off the ground? Is he going to jump for everything? Um, same at the offensive end. How quick is he going to play? And I thought that's been uh, a growth so far Him coming back is just taking his time a little bit more, using one or two extra moves to, to get to the spot that he wants to get to to shoot it.
0: It's been interesting for me watching you guys and um, how you've recruited each off season because you've had a consistent core of guys like Chris and Dave and these kind of guys. And then I can, you know, you came in in 2018 and the balance was, was great. You had to put in the culture and the accountability, but the balance from each end of the floor was great. You won the title. The following year, I think it tilted towards the D. And you can't, you, you, the grand final series, you came out of that saying we, we just couldn't put points on the board when we needed to. You recruit Melo Trimble and Sean Long. And in 2020, I think it tilted towards the O. And you came out of that season thinking, I want to get back to who I am as a coach, which is <laughs> defensive minded first. Yeah. 2021, the balance was great. You had Jock on the roster and you won the title. And then last year, I think you'd agree it tilted towards the D. Again, is is that does that explain some of the signings over the offseason, like Xavier return Mays and the like, the fact that you just want to turn that dial again a little bit the other way?
1: Yeah. And um, you know, last year we 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 win the league, you know, we and then we just in the playoffs, we we did everything right. we're trying to win back to back championships and we and we finished in first place. And so mm-hmm. there wasn't too much wrong with it. Um, mm-hmm. we just needed you know, you look back in that two or three games and say, "Damn, we just need it. We just need people to shoot it better. Mm-hmm. And um, and again, that was a confidence thing. It's something I've looked at in my own coaching. And when you talk about accountability with guys and, and a defensive coach, you know, sometimes you can be really hard on people. And did, did I actually not give people enough confidence in those moments to, to go and score the basketball. And so I'm conscious of that this year that, you know, of my accountability, but also my my praise to to make sure guys are feeling good about you know shooting the basketball and not just worried about coach screaming at him for missing his defensive coverage as well. So, um, you know, I've got to get that balance right. You know, this group. Um, you know, I really like what we've seen with, um, you know, Jordan Caroline and his ability to stretch the floor as well as get downhill. But people are going to give him space because just like Tucker, because that's the best thing that he does is, is to drive and put pressure on referees and put pressure on the rim. Um, you know, X's and obviously we recruited him and Shay to be our point guards. Um, and, you know, we've seen his ability to, to get hot and really break games open um, as well. And, then I mean, there's been a reluctance for him to want to shoot the three, so I'm really been pushing him to say, "Yeah, we think you're a great, um, you know, guy that can get others involved. You pass the ball really well, and and so you know, showing him numbers and stats about his game and what he does really well, but." then to just say, hey, go ahead and just knock in some open threes. You know, your mid-range is is deadly. Getting into the rim is deadly, but go ahead. And I'm really driving the confidence to him to to want to shoot the basketball and want to make, you know, at least one three, one and a half threes a game. And when we put this team together, it was like we need to make 11, 12 threes a game. And so, you know, can do we believe we can do that? So at our best we can, you know, we can we can go ahead and put up that number. And I was pleased with the Brisbane game that we shot 32 threes. That's exactly where we want to be. And yeah, you know, we only make seven. So we went back and looked at all the misses that we had. Were they great shots? Were they contested, you know, different things? And we've added a lot more contested shooting already into our practice to say, hey, that were good looks. We just got to go knock those things in.
0: Hmm. So a lot of that explains a bit about why we've been hearing from those new imports, especially Xavier, saying the word from Vico has been he wants us to be ourselves. And it's clearly these guys come in with a whole lot of confidence about what they can do, especially at the offensive end. And it's clear you've got coming into the season with the mentality of like, I want them in those key moments, in big games down the stretch to still have that.
1: Without a doubt. Um, You know, you can change people a little bit, but, you, you know, you can't change them. the mentality about who they are and what they've been as a player to, you know, make a complete shift is, is, is pretty challenging. So, um, you know, all, all of those three guys are going to be aggressive again. You know, X is probably the biggest one to say, really working with him to say when is the best time for you to be aggressive how do you get others involved and on your second touch you know how aggressive do you be in those moments so um yeah I've been pleased with all those guys and their coachability so far and their their work ethic to to try and understand who we were we had the Ballarat camp where you know um it was less about the basketball it was more about you know just hanging out and learning about each other, putting in our standards, you know, what our culture is about, what, how the refereeing is going to be called and the things that they've got to adjust to um, and really come together as a group. Limited scouting on that first one, as I said, it showed <laughs> we, were, we were terrible, give up 105, but the response to say, you know, in one day, we could turn that thing around to, to hold it to 76 and, and make some changes. So that, that's the positive out of that weekend.
0: Talking about making triples this uh, across the whole team this season. One guy who has some untapped potential in that regard is Isaac Humphreys, who you've brought in. Now, we saw, of course, what he was able to do for Adelaide a couple of seasons ago, but he does have that three-point range in his bag. And he's spoken about wanting to kind of like, you know, tap into that this season. But in order to do that, he's going to need to be on the floor. His knee's going to need to be feeling good and he's going to be at need to kind of get rid of all that rust. Where do you feel he's at right now, three weeks out from opening night?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. We played him, you know, 17, 18 minutes the other night. Um, and you know, we we get beat by 30 or whatever. And you know, we're talking to Ice and and he's so excited. He's like, I just I just played a game of basketball, you know, <laughs> nine months I haven't played and yeah. just be out there and run around and, mm-hmm. and different things. And yeah, he got a he got a and you know, a little bit of pain in his knee after playing some minutes, but you know, he was good to practice the next day and you know smart enough for us to say hey you haven't played for nine months we just played you you practiced all week hey take this next game off sketch get you through practice and get you ready for for the blitz so um yeah i think he's in a pretty good s- space certainly with his head he's enjoying being in melbourne um he's really bought into it's not all about me it's about me and ariel And and how can us, the two of us, you know, really impact winning and um, how can we support each other? And it's been actually a a, a really good relationship. Um, You know, I'm sure there's, there's things that ice can, can give Ariel about the league and how to get there and they can share information, but on the court, they've really gone at each other and, um, but it's in a great way we over the off
0: season um or at the end of last season and then over the off season we had two of the mat the big streaks in the league disappear from the competition perth's 35 year finals streak is now gone and gorge whilst his finals personal final streak is still alive he's coaching elsewhere this season so now that streak belongs to you five straight <laughs> years in the finals ever since you've turned up in melbourne at melbourne united uh, you haven't missed the playoffs um where do you? I mean, what's your kind of goal setting coming into this this season? Is it to, is that the first kind of um, thing to tick off to make the finals, and then you start looking at where you might sit, keep that streak alive? Wh- how you want the team to play? What What are you focused on getting done?
1: Yeah, I think it's been um, it's never changed. You know, this club it's it's like had the goal is to finish top two. You know, that gives. You, you, the chance to to make the most amount of money as a club to to get yourself in the best position to win a championship, and um, so I don't think that goal will ever change for this club unless there was there's moments that they we need to spend less and have a development year or whatever comes about that the the goal will never change for that one. So. Um, yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll put together a roster. I I know I have to be patient. It feels like I'm coaching an absolutely brand new team and and it felt like that the other night. And so even us having the St. Marys game one day into preseason. It's like, oh, we've got to get ready to play a game. Um, We don't know each other's names, but (laughs) let's try and put a structure out there. And so that was a really weird moment to say, you know, you normally there's a stepping stone to put your team together and your structures and how you do it. And, And so we had to skip a lot of things um, just to go ahead and play a game and then we have to backtrack and say wow this has actually been a good moment for us because we know how many things we don't know about um, how to get better and, and we set a plan about all right these are the, these are the stepping stones to get to the next part of it and, and so we are we're slowly growing um, you know'd be great obviously we haven't had shave for an extended period of time with his international commitments, now the concussion. And so, um, you know, we all that as, hey that's really good growth for, for X to be able to lead our team and for others to be able to step up in that area. But, you know, he's, he's gonna be a massive, important piece for us.
0: Well, good luck with that whole process, mate. You were, um, I think you were, you had some momentum in that fourth quarter in game three. And I think you, in the end, you were probably one big Josh Adams shot away from another grand (laughs) final appearances and who knows what you could have done. So hopefully for your sake, the reminders that the picture behind you offer you on a daily basis to just get that little bit better help on a daily basis and you can achieve big things this season.
1: Appreciate it, mate. Thank you.
0: Cheers.